Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there, welcome to this episode of the Match Ball. Leeds against Charlton, and it's a defeat for Leeds. Uh, I'm Dan Moylan. Moscow White's here as well. Can't be asked, Daniel Chapman. And uh, somewhere from the deep recesses of a London pub, Michael, are you there? I am just about. And yeah. are you are you there doing body or mind or spirit? Well, um, I'm, my, my spirit is crushed after that. Well, very it, disappointing. It, it sounds was, like you've watched Leeds. There is <laughs> yes, no... no. That's exactly what's happened. No drunken exuberance, no party time. You watched Leeds. <laughs> yes. So um, in <sighs> with the lack of anything good to say, how's your day been? Um, it's been pretty nice until the, until the football, yeah. Got the train and stuff. Nice mooch around Greenwich, bit of walk down to the ground. Yeah, it's been, it was quite good. Um, and then that started and it kind of ruined it a bit. I feel like that leaves we never, out. We never really got going, did we? I mean, obviously, I've, you've probably seen a better view of it than I have. Um, but yeah, weren't very good would be my, my first thoughts. Mm, yeah. yeah, I was just going to say that. I felt like it left out um, the visual evidence we saw of you this afternoon. I was fine. I was just a bit. I was a bit disappointed. Someone had ordered some some big drinks, but I was fine after it. Yeah, Jaeger <sighs> bombs at lunchtime. If for anybody who didn't see the photo that we tweeted out, but anyway, so to to the game. I mean, what's the feeling there, like uh, around the ground and with the away fans? Um, it was. I feel like as a club now, we're stuck between between two things. That if we try and play out from the back, people shout to stop fanning it. And as soon as you knock it forward, another group of people shout to not aimlessly lump it forward. Mm. We're stuck We're stuck there now. So unless we're brilliant all the time, people are very cross. <laughs> we're very cross, I think, today. So yeah. what, what, what went wrong then? So what, give me something and some analysis from that then, Moscow. What do you think? We just weren't very good. Yeah, you've said the same as him. So it, it's, <laughs> it's difficult to say much more. Like you think, uh, we just didn't have any creativity I think it sometimes gets um, it's a factor with Bielsa's teams that he, he loves this attack 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 philosophy but um, there's not much care about that it is very much it's get the ball out wide bang it in the box and it did, you could almost describe it as old fashioned in some ways uh, in that in that bang it into the danger areas sense it, a lot of the the sophistication is how the ball gets there and it's just when we get to that final third I don't know it's just cross after cross that seems pointless and then um, chance after chance that's just going begging the one that I've not seen again is right at the end when Forshaw was in the um, 
in the penalty area from a corner that looks like I have no idea how we didn't score. There's the one that was right in front of me, and I just think he's never going to he's never going to score. <laughs> is the only conclusion he's that comes to basically. It looked like it. I mean, it was hard to do. It was kind of at the away end, you're kind of peering over other people's heads, but it looked like it was just going to drop straight onto his foot and go into the net. And then all of a sudden it was wide. Yeah, um, that, today I had that feeling about it of uh, play for a month and not score. We, we were never going to score today, were we? Which is weird because we got a lot of what we wanted. We had Helder Costa playing. We had Enketia came on. Um, Tyler Roberts turned up to the end. But we we've said get... all this, haven't we, on the podcast? It's like we need, almost need to put them in and play badly in order to see what we were missing. Yeah, we weren't missing much. Because, I mean, talk to me about um, Helder Costa today because that was his big chance to shine and... <sighs> People are very frustrated with him, I think. There were, there were um, people talking about Eddie Lewis on the way out of the ground. That's how bad he was. Which is which is probably harsh on both him and Eddie Lewis, really, because he was fine for us. But, but he didn't take anybody he, on, did he, he? No, he didn't really. He made none of those. If anything, Harrison was the one knocking it past people and trying to run, and he's a permanent frustration. So when the reason we wanted Costa in is because he's not Jack Harrison, and he might do something direct and not just faffing about with it. And then he played and he did exactly that. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame, isn't it, really? He didn't take anybody on. Why didn't he take anybody on? I have no idea. Because they were crap as well. Like, as much as we're saying, you know, we need to be better than that. 0-0 would have been a fair result, really, out of that game. Because I don't think they had any chances, did they? I've not even seen the goal properly because that was through a group of bodies from my end, so I couldn't really see it. No, what happens? You'll enjoy the goal. It's a treat, yeah. Uh, just on what you were saying, uh, Bielsa, after the game, has said... Uh, uh, one criticism for myself, our players are better than their players. It is not that I'm giving less value to the opponent. It's not that I underestimated the opponent, but as we had more resources, i.e. better players on the pitch, I couldn't impose this difference. Yeah, the goal, uh, there's a volley off a corner. Corner, of course, yeah. And Kiko um, saves it, but rather than catch it, he sort of he parries it to the guy who is a yard in front of him and it hits him and goes in. So that's good. Kiko's falling. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. We don't know if he was a bit unsighted by the bodies in front of him, but still, maybe you don't... he was supposed to do that. Maybe it wasn't a mistake. Mm. Got, got, got reaction though. Kiko's fault. Yeah. I'll go and I'll go and tell the pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might be able to go out, chase him down with the uh, pitchforks. Ah. But, uh, but yeah, it, it. I mean, it summed up a lot of everything that's been pissing us off. Where it's a concede from a set piece and it's ridiculous, and then. Uh, that means that the team that was or the opponent that was already sitting back can sit even further back, and then we're we're like the last twenty minutes when we're relentlessly attra- attacking. We're attacking against a penalty area that's got eight, nine defenders in it at any one time, and there's there's a lot of that stuff. Even when, uh, like you said about Jack Harrison, there was one bit where he, it was brilliant, threatening skill where he 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 made this purposeful front foot dribble into the box and went around two of these players and opened up a gap. And you think, finally, he's going to, you know, get through this mass rank of defenders and score. And he just chunked it into the, the stand behind the goal. That final third, his decision-making is awful. What, what's the feeling in the stands as well about, about Harrison? Is, is there sympathy towards him? Not really. <laughs> People are just pissed off. But he's it, it, partly his own making because he's, I mean, that in a positive way, because he gets in good positions and he does do a lot of things very well. But he's, it's just his final ball. It is... It is bad. There's no two ways about it. Like he makes very poor decisions at the last minute, um, and it, it is very hard to watch. We seem to have stopped uh, going to the byline as well. We're crossing from much further out. There was one beautiful cross by 
click that made me think almost like, well, let's swap him and Harrison. Harrison can play in the middle as a 10 and we'll put click out wide. But yeah, we're trying to, to land the ball from, from the touchline right onto the sixpence head of either Bamford or Enketiah. Um And that's really difficult to do, whereas the, when we used to be getting it right to the byline and just hitting it three yards into the six-yard box for um, Luke Ayling to score, that was absolutely fine. I was mm. much happier with that. And Bielsa said in the presser as well, the difficulty today was to give a clear pass into a busy penalty area, but we need to deal with that because teams are going to do that against us. Yes, we do. I agree, <laughs> I agree with Marcelo Bielsa. Yeah, he's right. So, um, what's the other feeling there in the stands then, Michael? Because I'm curious to get a, get a temperature of it today because it's been probably the worst per performance of the season. Um, I'd say it was about a 50-50 split of people being very pissed off that we've, we're not be- we're not beating Charlton because we are better than them because they weren't very good. Let's not dress it up as, as them dominating us or anything. We still had most of the ball. They still had no real chances. And yet they have still scored, which so there's kind of half of that and then half of people still clapping at the end and what have you, supporting the players. But I don't know. I, I feel more frustrated today than I have at any point this season because I think it's the only game where I've not seen that we've had the chances to actually win. Whereas every other game, even when we've lost, I thought, well, but we have still had, you know, the Bamford chance, the Harrison chance, the Click chance or whatever. Whereas today, not really. I think there was the, the foreshow on towards the end looked fairly decent. But other than that, I'd, I don't think there was an awful lot there. Um, and it's a, it's a bit frustrating. I wonder if he'll make changes the next game. I wonder if Foshaw will come in from the start to make us more stable um, and maybe hope, this sounds adapting to say, but maybe hope to keep it nil low for a bit longer and then we can just make our pressure tell on it rather than having them score a bit of a sucker punch. Yeah, there was a lot of changes going on today, not just starting with uh, with Costa, but then the halftime business of bringing... Um, Foreshore into midfield and Enketia and Bamford up front, which Bamford then kind of ruined for himself. But um, it all, there was lots of different things happening that we've not necessarily seen before. We've we've not seen uh, Bamford and Enketia together in a, a league match that way mm. for, a, for intended to be for 45 minutes and going through at the back and shuffling Calvin Phillips around and all this kind of stuff that was just, we never felt, it was the first time I think I've seen in Bielsa's entire time here that a piece of paper went out on the pitch with instructions on. And that's because normally, you know, he tells them, he's been telling them for 18 months what to do. Um, but now we're at the point where he's trying to beat Lee Bowyer's Charlton. It needs notes passing around to explain to players how to uh, how to draw mm. this game. I don't think Phillips really worked today either. In, in either of his, of his positions, when he was in, playing in centre mid, I thought he was getting dispossessed too much. And then when he dropped back, he was, I don't know, he seemed to feel. It seemed to me that he thought he had more time on the ball than he did, and they were they were closing him down. He, he couldn't really get his passes away. Um, and Ben White, I thought he was doing quite well at the back, still. he was still bringing it out quite effectively. But overall, it just was not. It was not really working for Calvin. Today. I think potentially with him having an off day and Pablo not on the pitch, it just meant through the whole middle we weren't we were not really ticking properly. Mm, you could see that with Calvin, his distribution just did not work today, did it at all? Yeah, Charlton did what. Um, Teams were doing at the start of last season that caused them a problem of marking him. Um, it was Johnny Williams who was supposed to be one of their more creative, um, exciting midfielders because he plays quite far forward. Was just like whenever Calvin had the ball, he was uh, pressing him, and then whenever Williams had the ball, he was creating everything for Charlton. Um, and that, yeah, Phillips just doesn't doesn't seem to cope very well. I think we're past the days now where Bielsa's going to haul him off after half an hour because um, a team's marking him and kind of expects him 
to to play out of it. The solution today was kind of because Ben White has good distribution. It's kind of he takes over that thing of him, he's bringing the ball out and trying to get things going. But it did mean, uh, yeah, you don't want a frustrated Phillips out there either because uh, you want him playing well. And if he's not playing well, then you don't want him unhappy. And I think you could tell there was kind of these these little subplots of the players kind of not not really feeling, not really having the mood. Mm. What do we make of the Enketia Bamford partnership? Then one of the things you, you mentioned there that, that that didn't work for me at all. They looked like they'd never played together. I was going to say it wasn't really a partnership, was it? It was just two people stood in the same vague space. <laughs> at least they didn't. Um, uh, you've just reminded me of the days when it used to be. Um, Antonucci and Dakari used to stand on um, opposite sides of the pitch and just glower at each other as if they, they hated to be there. They were, uh, it wasn't that bad. They were trying to uh, work something out. But yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. There didn't seem much, uh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't seem like they knew what they were supposed to be doing necessarily. There wasn't, you'd expect maybe, right, and Ketty is going to be in the six yard box and Bamford's going to be behind maybe playing as a, a 10 or something, being a bit more creative, but the, they just yeah. ended up kind of just mishmash. But I think at the same time... Everyone did, to be fair. We changed the midfield, so we didn't really know... It wasn't really a consistent uh, team that they were coming into. They weren't coming into the regular Leeds team. we kind of gone 3-5-2 and put those two up front. So this five in midfield was different. Um, so that's what I mean by a lot of things changed at once and then and then kept changing with the notes being passed on and Phillips is being moved to another place and and then Bamford has to go off and then all this is happening and Tyler Roberts comes on and so there was never so we only really saw uh, how long was uh, it was about what 67 minus 42 45 even it's tw- 22 <laughs> 22 minutes of Bamford and uh, and Ketty are on the pitch um, before Bamford decided to just kick somebody for no reason it was subbed for his own protection. Mm. That was a bit strange, wasn't it? He was he was quite lucky to stay on. I think the the guy got up quickly. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't I didn't know that at all in the stands. What did he do? He he didn't do anything too bad apart from just go through the guy's legs uh, when the ball was well clear of that. It was one of those frustrated uh, just kicking out at the guy, but the guy he, he went down clutching his ankle about like looking like he was going to go for an Oscar, but then just stood up and actually I think that probably saved Bamford a red. Yeah, the ball had gone and he just kind of ran up behind him and kicked him across the back of his um, calves but it, but it was like a two motion thing he kind of like kicked him and then made sure he followed through on the other leg and mm. it just seemed it, I mean you've seen in, in the olden days it would no, been nothing like a red but you've yeah, seen yeah. these given haven't you I was quite surprised I thought he was going to he was going to solve a problem for the next game it's like well if he's suspended we know who's playing <laughs> um, but uh, but then I think it solved it caused a problem in this one because uh, um, Bielsa just decided he was being uh, substituted I don't know if perhaps he's going to see it as a as a crime on a par with uh, perhaps the behaviour we've seen at Derby, where he has to take a few weeks off to think about what he's done, maybe, uh, maybe he'll be more severely punished. But, um, but that's all—that's a separate uh, subject about the levels of morality in football. <laughs> um, but it was interesting: one that he went straight off, and then uh, two that, yeah, it meant that that plan that we started at the, the start of the second half basically had twenty-two minutes, and then it, it ended. And I, I'm assuming. I've not seen anybody else that said anything. I'm assuming it was because that tackle happened right in front of the bench and, uh, and he just decided, yeah, took him straight off, um, straight away. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So talk to me about Patrick Bamford then. What, what's gone on there today? Uh, him as a player. What's, what's the fe- well, what's the feeling there, Michael? Again, just the uh, temperature on the terraces and all that. It's just a frustration. As he always is. He's... <laughs> Again, he didn't he didn't really do anything, but then equally, he didn't have any service. So I think it's very hard, hard to judge him on today's performance because there was nothing in the box for him to get, as far as I can see. Every cross got blocked. Um, there were, I don't think there were any through balls attempted to him. It was just it was just side to side, and then they got the ball. Is how I saw it. Yeah, there wasn't a lot that Bamford did wrong um, in play. He was just ineffective, but he wasn't given many opportunities to be effective. Um, because of what was happening behind him, it's kind of like we took a we took a step back from where the problem's been. We've had this problem with finishing chances, and today's problem is is making chances. So maybe the next game, the problem will be um, making half chances, and then quarter chances, and then tenths of chances. Do we think that Bielsa has been found out a little bit? Dare I say it? Because second season is often a struggle under Bielsa. We've found out historically speaking. I did today was probably the first time I did wonder if at some point we might appoint a slightly more pragmatic manager who will reap the benefits of all the work Bielsa has done and the fact he's made them much better players and they can pass it in tight situations because some of the stuff we're still playing little tight triangles is brilliant like it's better than anything I've seen watching Leeds even when we were genuinely a good team but then it, it does get further forward and it sort of falls down and I wonder if the fact we're slow, so slow in the build-up sometimes just allows teams to completely see what's going to happen and set themselves to, to defend against us. I hope it doesn't happen. And I think, generally speaking, we will win more games than we lose in this in this league. But today was the first time I, I did have similar thoughts myself. Which isn't to say I'm, I'm saying we get rid of Bielsa, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about the phrase found out because you kind of... There's been books written about his playing style, so it's kind of anybody could go and just like you could just watch uh, yeah. his um, well, Bilbao na- team or his Marseille team. He names his team before every game, so yeah. yeah. So th- there's not a lot kind of to to find out, um, and it kind of it comes down to a lot of the time performance, um, and that's kind of what Bielsa is saying today. Is he's telling he's saying that Lee Bowie has done very well today because he got a better performance out of out of worse players. And Bielsa got a worse performance out of better players is basically what it's coming down to. And I, I do wonder if, if maybe rather than because although we had the the 
post-match arse from Cooper and Koku saying that they knew exactly what they were doing against Leeds. They got lucky. Bowyer is probably the only manager so far this season who has played who's played us and kind of has had a, a team that's yeah. outworked and outfought us. And I wonder, it sounds very Leeds-ish, but if there's a Bowyer factor in that, there's two, well, there's two aspects to it. One, Charlton are a team that they've had a couple of bad results, but they've come up from uh, League One with that momentum of being promoted and they've come into the championship, started brilliantly and looked like a, a team with confidence and momentum. And then if you've got Bowyer in there today saying, you know, he's ex-Leeds and he wants this more and those players one of the things he's done there is give Charlton, after all their ownership troubles that are still going on. And so in spite of all that stuff, he's got them playing like a team for Charlton. It's, it's very much for the shirt and he uh, and his man management is is what it's all about there, getting them, sounds like a cliche, but organised and, um, and effective. And there's some bits, uh, Johnny Williams looks like a really good attacking player. So they've kind of, they're not awful. They've got this momentum. They've got the decent... Um, and then you add in the extra um, angry Lee Bowyer, sockless in the, in the changing rooms, demanding a performance before well, the match and really getting them up for let, it. Let me qualify what I was saying then. Let me explain what I mean about found out. What I'm saying is it's what you were referring to before about that they were they had five at the back, for example, today. So that creates a problem for us because they're packing the area and inviting, the, inviting us on. And then, you know, we were pretty ineffectual. Cross it, it gets uh, headed out. Cross it, it gets cleared. It was too, it was too busy. Bielsa said it himself in the area. Um, so he's ditched plan A, and he, and he never ditches plan A. Mm. Um, so I'm wondering, is there, is there a second-guessing himself thing there going on or just trying to change it? So it just feels a little bit like people know how to stop us and I mean, Bielsa doesn't know how, the, to, how to change things. Yeah, I wonder if part of the assumption of a game of football from Bielsa's point of view is that you want possession. And maybe if we come up against a team that is set up to not really want possession, maybe we struggle then. Because that's that's what that's his entire system really is having the ball a lot and putting it in the box a lot. Whereas if someone just says no, nope, actually, you can have it as much as you like, and we're just going to sit here and clear it. And then when we do clear it, we might score on on the odd occasion. If that's a weakness, I don't know. It's still better than you know. I'd rather us be the the team that is in possession though. Is the is the bottom line of it? Like I'd rather we set up like that than than try to counter attack because it's is better to watch generally speaking and I think more often than not you will win games doing it it's just that today's been a bit of a frustration they defended very well and we were unable to really break them down Yeah and I think Charlton as well were maybe a little bit more on the front foot than that at least up until they scored because it was quite um, it, they didn't have many chances but the game was going end to end not as thrillingly as that sounds but um, they were willing to attack us as much as we were trying to attack them and we just had we ended up once we'd conceded from a, from the corner, we ended up, it went into that situation of them just trying to defend that lead, but we still had that in mind of they're a risk um, attacking us. They had that player on Calvin um, and there was, they had at least one or two moments in the second half where I thought they might get a chance um, to score, not just like a, a chance in the game, but it was like, I thought, shit, this is going to, this is going to go into our box and be a goal here. Um so they weren't. They were probably less shit than um, than Swansea, but then we weren't at Elland Road, I guess. But yeah, I know. I'm interested. I am interested in um, in why Bielsa made the the changes he he changed, he changed today, and also the um, the contribution of Costa because he was brought in obviously to be a, a different creative to take the creative burden off Pablo Hernandez, and um, he just put more creative burden on 
everybody else, I think. I do wonder if all the changes confused us as much as anything. Yeah. Because it was it was a change of formation, then Bamford was on for a bit, then he was taken off. Tyler Roberts plays for the first time this season, so we, I don't know, I, I feel like no one really quite knows where he fits in like that. And admittedly, this is as much as, I'm sure it, it training have done my work on this, but from from the stands, you're thinking, is Roberts going to come and play kind of behind in Ketchier? Is, is it now two up front? I don't know. It didn't work anyway, whatever it was. Yeah, and I think by it, that time, we'd got to the point in the game where it was just stick everybody up front and try to score. That was one of the things they, they were pointing out in the commentary was they were telling Adam Forshaw, just go further forward. And it was, um, I, I imagine that instruction was probably going around everybody. Ben White, go Which is a waste forward. of time because Adam Forshaw will never score. <laughs> As we saw <laughs> in stoppage time. Oh, God, yeah. So uh, let's pick some heroes and villains. And if we could, can we pick any? Well, there might be one coming up because there's a there's a tweet here from Graham off the YEP saying that Macaulay Bond, who scored the goal, has been asked in the press conference or the post-match, Asked if Leeds are a fair side, which is a proper pricks question. Ooh, that's, love, that's loaded, isn't it? I'd love to be the journalist who asked him, like, do you think Leeds are a fair side? And he said yes, then added, there was one thing that happened today that I won't mention until it comes out later. So we've got a good, uh, a good fucking uh, Facebook status there where it's like oh can't believe what happened today (laughs) you know everything and so I imagine you okay hon yeah yeah, all the journalists are probably like are you okay hon I'm here if you need it's going to be a a step away from checking at a hospital (laughs) Uh, Lee Bowyer says he doesn't know what Bon is referring to Phil Hay has that update Um, yeah so that's something to look forward to I can yeah so at the moment, can we preemptively say Frank Lampard is the villain for when he's interviewed about whatever this is tomorrow and makes out that it's worse than anything that's happened at Derby County? <laughs> it's quite um, it's quite a left field one, but yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll pencil that one in. Do we want to uh, pick anyone on Team Leeds who's, who's let us down a little bit today? Or, or are we still getting right behind the lads? <laughs> As villains, um, I don't know. I did All of them. I enjoyed All of, you, <laughs> All of them. Get rid. Play, get Eddie Gray and play the kids. I did enjoy you before when you said that some of the fans were staying behind to, to support the team and all that stuff. So I'd, I suspected you were probably going to be a uh, team get them all out. <laughs> no, I was I was clapping them. They look disappointed. Clapping them through gritted that's a, palms. That's the thing. You, can, you can tell they actually give a shit. That's, it's not like the old days of, you know, Blackwell and Wise where you had at least half the team who looked like they genuinely didn't give a fuck that they'd lost. Like, I, I do believe that they have, this group of players do care. Mm. So it's it's harsh to you know really have a proper go. Mm. I think what confuses me about like the radio leads phoning that I've heard a bit of tonight is that people are saying that they lack desire and lack effort, and that's one thing you, you can't say. It's just sometimes like the end product's not there, and particularly in the final third, that's where we, we seem to be getting let down. They were. Absolutely. I'm sure if you look at the mileage, they they do more miles than anyone else in the league. I'm I'm pretty sure. So it's not. Yeah, it's just a very easy thing to say, isn't it? They lack desire, and it's it's a classic. I don't know what's happened, so I'm going to blame this excuse. (laughs) They needed some blood on the boots when, uh, really, they did absolutely try their asses off in that game. There's no doubt about that. Where were we with, uh, we had nine shots in the first half and then second half up to, yeah, not on target, and then 10 in the second half. So um, I was just trying to work out, if I could very quickly, how many of them came in the closing stages because it felt like we were constantly just trying and trying and trying and trying, yeah. Last 15 minutes, seven shots. So that, we were putting it all in to try and do it. It's just not, we're not very clever. 
What about um, any heroes then from that? Because it's a it's a defeat. Anybody who's, who we can say has, has helped a bit or Lee Bowyer. He came over at the end, did a lead salute. Yeah, you go. There's a hero for you. <laughs> that's that's your yeah. Makes up for everything he's ever done wrong in his life. <laughs> at least salute. That's fine. Cheers. Sure, the family of uh, Safras Najiba. <laughs> Entirely on board with that. <laughs> Wasn't he acquitted? Um, of all charges, yes. Yeah. Well, exactly. So exactly. Settled exactly. out of court on the... Uh... He had nothing to be sorry for in the first place. Good, I'm glad you said that. You've had a drink, haven't you, Michael? <laughs> well. Um, I want to nominate uh, as villains uh, West Bromwich Albion, Swansea and Nottingham Forest for being above us in the league where they shouldn't be. I'd also like to nominate Derby County for winning, which they should have been too ashamed to do. Mm. If I was them, I would have not even turned up for that match. I would have just stayed at home. Just and we're, we're going to have a weekend off. Don't, I don't want to show our faces down the pub this weekend. Probably whatever. Pub is not the not the right place now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can't arrange any transport. No. Um, okay. So, how are we all generally sort of feeling about this? Because it feels like we're on a little bit of a bad run at the minute. Are we? Are we worried yet? We need West Brom to turn it around. We've had this before. We just need Pablo to score after sixteen seconds. And everything will be fine. That'll be top of the league, West Brom, will it? Yeah. Mm. I think that's what worried me as I was walking down here, was thinking we do need to like really turn it on against West Brom. They beat QPR 2-0 today, beat Huddersfield. I mean, everyone's going to beat Huddersfield. <laughs> um, yeah, they're a little... Well, the results don't look that good, but they are top of the league. So what are the results so far? One, they've won 2-1, drawn 1-1, one, one, won 2-1, one, drawn 1-1, one, one, drawn 1-1, one, one, won 3-2 drawn 1-1, 1-4-2, and then beat QPR 2-0. So they're not brilliant, but it's just... Just grinding results aren't enough. I suppose at least they're not managed by a fucking ex-Leeds player, so that might help. Yeah, and the difference is West Brom will probably try and, to an extent, play against us, whereas it's the teams that set out to disrupt us that seem to be kind of the most uh, thorny in our sides. Yes, uh, that's... Yeah, I'm hoping they play... I've, I've got this vision of... Slavin Bilic after the game just kind of like looking really frustrated and saying, yeah, we came here to win and 5-0 against us is not the score we wanted. What, Harrison Hattrick? Yes. He, he does Adam need for, to... Adam Farshaw Hattrick. <laughs> yeah, he'll never score for us. He does need to up his game, I think. We don't, we don't want goals from Harrison, we want assists. Yeah, that's he doesn't, fine. I don't care if he, if he ever scores for Leeds as long as he gets three assists in every single game. For Bamford Hattrick. I would be happy with that. Yeah, Bamford. And Bamford not to get sent off. So what's your uh, plan for the rest of the evening then, Michael? Oh, I'll probably go and see if the, uh, some of the museums are still open, <laughs> taking a gallery or two, that sort of a thing. Once you've told, um, uh, once you've told everybody there that it was Kiko's fault, um, you can calm them down by telling them that the, uh, the score on expected goals was 1.16 to Leeds and 0.42 to Charlton. That's probably a good follow-up for that as well. Okay. So we do, we do still deserve to win, don't we? We do. we do. We really need to get the rules changed so it's all on XG because we're doing very well on that. Well, somebody, I, I saw a tweet, I think it might have been um, uh, Pete off the square ball forum saying, um, would love to know the actual XG value of Charlton's goal for um, a goalkeeper basically like bouncing the ball off your backside so it rolls in from a yard out. Like, how do you actually go, oh yes, according to my model, uh, that is a point two. Goal-scoring opportunity. Are we saying that XG's bollocks now? <laughs> no, just that's one no, fascinating it's the truest, incident. It's the, is, truest, uh, it's the truest indication of a quality football team because just, we are winning at it. It's just not the best indication of one that can score. No. Well, do enjoy the rest of your uh, your hijinks, won't you, Michael? 
thank you. Yes, yes. Probably uh, got a few hours yet. So you know, I'm going to um, as a Derby County tribute. I might might hire a car and drive home. Please don't do that. I won't. I'm on a train. I promise you. <laughs> Which event? Because you planned ahead for that, and, that, and you've used the available, exactly. yeah, available exactly. transport, which is good. So enjoy you yourself. You're going to be drinking. Get public transport. Good. Enjoy yourself then. Nice to speak to you, mate. We'll see you uh, through the week for the normal podcast. All right. All right. See you in a bit. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye. Well, at least someone's had a nice time anyway. <laughs> at least someone's had a nice time, eh? Well. Should we wrap it up there then? And uh, hopefully, we're coming back on Tuesday with something uh, more positive to talk about, eh? Yeah, we're going to hammer West Brom. What the hell? Why not? We should. We did it last time. They turned up very willingly. Lamb still the slaughter. And there was a lot of pressure on the West Brom game at Elland Road last year. It was one where we're all quite anxious. What's the score going to be? We had to absolutely win. So maybe Pablo will recover from this uh, this calf injury miraculously and um, score after 16 seconds. And we can sub him off after that. That's fine. <laughs> as long as we can get him on the pitch long enough to either create something that these other useless bastards can't or just bang the ball into the net. Special team, I'm all for it. Right, we'll speak to you through the weekend. Fingers crossed for the game against West Brom. See you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.